0: seeing a lot of breaking news lately on the ai you've been seeing i've been following this Neuralink, elon musk and uh it seems like all the billionaires are involved in the ai stuff (laughs) what are we missing huh (laughs) and so you have that all part of it and but this ai there's so many warnings now coming out and uh, signals that uh uh sort of could be problematic i think that's a very interesting topic actually with uh with Neuralink. If you've heard of Neuralink and and all of that, but uh, we'll touch on that and a whole lot more, friends. Welcome into America Out Loud Pulse. It is indeed here, Malcolm Out Loud, along with my co-host, Doctor Peter McCullough. Doctor Peter McCullough. Okay, always a privilege to be with you, my friend. And um all right, so uh, before we jump into Elon Musk and this Neuralink and AI, and 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 actually, I'm actually juiced about this because um. Never spoke to you about this part of the uh, equation, and I'm anxious to get your uh, your thoughts and and uh, tease that up with listeners right now and some of your reactions. But let's first go to a a big development and a huge story in your state, and that is the very popular uh, Attorney General Ken Paxton impeachment which has been talked about for some time now and the charges are extensive i mean bribery misuse of office there's all kinds of charge. i have a whole list of them here uh, and it was delivered to the texas senate now and uh it's interesting because his wife is a state senator as well fascinating political family there imagine being a fly on that wall huh and uh, so uh, but, uh, what do you make of this story with Ken Paxton, uh, you know, big roots to Trump, but, uh, he's in trouble.
1: You know, he's been under fire for uh, a few years now with a variety of disconnected allegations. Uh, one <laughs> is, uh, you know, an illicit affair, but it was arranged through a business associate. Another one is some type of favor for another, uh, business associate and, um, you know, I have to tell you that th- these types of charges, you know, ought to go through, uh, you know, through civil court or, or, uh, you know, some standard process. So they've been hanging out there. And what Paxton really was doing is uh, you know he was cracking down on on Pfizer and their illegal marketing of the vaccines
0: okay uh,
1: he had uh you know very strongly uh, come out against uh Children's Hospital of Austin uh and um and transgender surgeries and so you think this
0: is. is political in nature I can say I didn't know this I didn't know you were going to say that but you you think this is political in nature then
1: oh absolutely i i think this is political in nature given his stance on the big issues of the day COVID 19 vaccines and transgender medicine so they dug up some residual uh prior allegations and really escalated them he uh, got into a, a showdown with the um the uh, person in charge of the house that we've stayed feeling in texas and um uh, there were, you know, separate allegations that that Speaker of the House was uh, inebriated, and and this whole thing turned out to be just a giant conflagration. And the House voted in a pretty striking vote to impeach Paxton. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, here he is—he's suddenly, you know, out of power. Our assist, our um, assistant uh, uh, attorney general, yeah, um, uh, has to step in. And now uh, Paxton can't proceed on any of these inquiries on Pfizer and the vaccines or transgender medicine. So basically, until
0: August, the, the hearing they're talking about late August,
1: right? And so now the Senate, you know, has to do the trial, but we haven't had. Uh, Someone at this level be impeached in Texas since I was a kid in this. It's very
0: rare, very very rare.
1: Very rare. It looks like it's politically motivated. And what people are really saying, Malcolm, is they're saying, "Oh my lord, Uh this biopharmaceutical complex is so powerful that if an attorney general really goes after it, um, watch out." And they now this
0: is interesting to me. This is fascinating. You, you're. I mean, you know, you watch a lot of the tea leaves right there in Texas, and. You're pretty confident. I mean, you feel confident about this, what you're saying.
1: I do. I, I can't see that, you know, some uh, a prior <clears throat> and, and, and one of the allegations is and I should be exact about this. It's really hard to um, uh, to fathom against Paxton. And it's it's. Um, uh, yeah. What were the allegations? So h- here we go. That. Um, Allegations include taking bribes from a real estate investor, right. trying to protect that same investor, uh, investor from legal action, abusing powers uh, of office and firing staff <clears throat> members who reported his misconduct. Um, it, you know, and again, this is something this these aren't new. These have been uh, in the background uh, for, uh, you know, a few Fairly, well, they go
0: back to 2014 uh, and 2015. That's how far back they go. Yeah, these so, yeah I mean,
1: so, so there's and there's 20 articles of impeachment, right? Uh, and, and I have to tell you, I I don't see any of these mm-hmm. um, being particularly compelling. I mean, if they were, things would have um, would have moved forward. So uh, for um, he, here's one that uh, it, it says bribery charges stem from a business associate whose name is Paul, allegedly employing a woman with whom Paxton had an affair in exchange for legal help, and Paul allegedly paying for the renovations to Paxton's home. Other charges date back to Paxton's pending 2015 felony securities fraud case, including lying to state investigators. I mean, come on, eight years and and this isn't resolved. And this sounds like this idea that a business partner would offer up a woman for an affair. And then it's just it's too much.
0: Well, you know, as I read it back in 2015, he was there was a state grand jury indicted him on securities fraud charges. uh, And they said he duped the investors. Uh, by selling shears of a technology company without registering as an investment advisor representative when you start to look at these and i have to say i've looked at this stuff enough in the political world that i would say to you that all of this would base even if this is on its face what you say and what they're saying it would basically make them a politician and i i say that not to be tongue-in-cheek but do you realize, uh, Peter, that if if we did if we sized this up across the board of all politicians, I mean, if we really knew, I mean, and just I'm telling you right now, our House of Representatives in in Washington and our Senate and then all of these states, if we sized this up and we uh, accounted everybody for these same charges, and I looked at all his charges, all I mean, I've looked at every one of them. I have to tell you, you know how many people we'd lose across the country? Your state senates, your state representatives would be bare. And your Congress, there'd be hardly anybody left. I'm telling you, this is all par for the course when you're a politician. It's a sad state of affairs of politics in America is what it is. But this this crap goes on all the time.
1: It's just hard to imagine this one business associate who does some renovations on the house they claim that he got some special treatment from pex and I just went from article 20 back to to 10 I don't see anything here at all um yeah uh, you know he he, um
0: uh well now in February of 23 he agreed to a 3.3 million settlement and an apology but no admission of wrongdoing with four of the whistleblowers now these were the whistleblowers this claim comes from 2020 by the way there were seven top Paxton aides in 2020 that publicly accused him of bribery and abusing his office. and uh, and and but those seven are no longer there. They're gone. They were either fired or resigned or left or something quit or whatever. But none of them are there anymore. and they they accused him of using his authority to benefit political friend uh, the gentleman you said, Nate Paul there, mm-hmm. uh, who's a real estate investor. Who have donated tens of thousands of dollars to Paxton's campaign? But again, my point of this, and I'm not being a smart guy here. This is just—I'm sorry, but this is all politics in America. I'm not seeing anything here that I'm, and this is the way it works. I'm telling you right now. Are many of these things true? Probably. Does everybody do them? 100 percent, absolutely. Do they call grounds for impeachment? Not at all. It's the—in other words, our system is really messed up. And the, it's like a free pass when you get into political office to do stuff that you wouldn't
1: do as a civilian. Does that make any sense? It's true. Well, let's let's look at uh, so many of the of the listeners, maybe Trump supporters. Trump has four thousand and ninety five lawsuits. Okay, that uh, that people know about. Um, he had uh, sixty of them were over unpaid wages. Twenty four of them violations of the Fair Labor Standards Act. Uh, uh, gosh knows how many has he just settled? Um, he just do you had-
0: realize his legal bills? You and I could live a comfortable life on some deserted island somewhere and buy the island in full. Do you know that?
1: Right. I mean, I mean, he's been sued one hundred and thirty four times in federal <laughs> court since his uh, inauguration inauguration. Um, you know, Trump had a twenty five million dollar settlement for Trump University. Oh, I after, remember that. Uh, six years of litigation. Yeah. Uh, you know, I got to tell you, Dan Paxton and two point three million dollar settlement for whatever these allegations were. Um, is pretty small potatoes compared to Trump.
0: Well, you know what the allegations are? They're, not, they're a nothing burger. I'm telling you right now, the real estate investor had donated some thousands of dollars to his campaign. And the, the accusations are that uh, that he didn't he disclose this kind of stuff, in other words. So there, it's a nothing thing, Peter. It's nothing.
1: Yeah. And these types of things, you know, how, how do you even uh, possibly disclose it? But um, none of them appear to be uh, serious. And then the, the last 10 articles are just, you know, uh, abusive power, uh, yeah. indecent uh, uh, behavior, things of this nature. You know, honestly, <laughs> my read is, my read is oh. the biopharmaceutical complex pulled a trigger on Ken Paxton. Wow. And basically, said, listen, if you're going to go after Pfizer, you're going to go after this transgender industry. Yeah. We're going to get enough support, and we're yeah. going to take you down. And well, you may it. have
0: something. You may. I'm not denying that at all. You may very well have something. I mean, we know their, their arms stretch far and wide around the world, so you may very well have something because... The things that are here on this list for Paxton, I'm telling you, are business as usual. There's nothing that stands out to me that uh, egregious or erroneous and, and, that you would listen, impeach the guy.
1: Right. Well, here's this is how the world works. If there's a grievance, OK, there's some whistleblowers that had a grievance about his um, actions in office. There was a settlement and he paid it. Listen, you know, there was grievances about Trump University right. and Trump paid the paid. settlement. Twenty five right. million. You know, okay. people aren't. People aren't hanging Trump over Trump University. I mean, you know, so uh, this is a a situation where now we have Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick in. Um, We have uh, Ken Paxton, who's essentially been neutralized. He was going full force on these investigations. Uh, Our uh, House of Representatives, and really, I think, a shocking vote. I mean, there's a shocking number of Republicans that voted uh, to impeach Why do you it? think that
0: is? Why do you think that is the Republican? I, I think they're part of the complex. In the yeah. tank, in the tank, yeah.
1: Well, listen, I think the Pharmaceutical and Texas Medical Board and uh all the hospital systems lobbying efforts are huge do you know texas medical board is fully in favor of transgender medicine oh my god uh, this, wow. is wow, this is sick this is really well sick. don't forget
0: austin texas is full of um leftists uh, leftism is a disease in austin austin texas for sure so you think that texas is totally red but it's not that case here really
1: you're right. You're absolutely right. You go to Austin, Texas, you start to get flashbacks of uh, San Francisco and uh, wow, and uh, j- just the, the yeah,
0: they're the- having a lot of troubles there. You're exactly right with homelessness, all kinds of the same problems. It's all it's in. This is pretty sad. It's it's one of the saddest things to me. It's all in the blue cities, and I don't. I'm not trying to be funny here, but all across our country, I've been talking about it for a decade now, ten years. I've been really concerned with American cities, great American cities, because. To have a great nation, you've got to have great cities. And when you look at San Francisco, Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, Austin, it's across the board, people. They are really third world entities now. They've become inhabitable for people that want to live a decent life. I mean, they're horrible. The, the homelessness and the drugs running rampant and the crime. I wouldn't want to live in that kind of a setup. There's no way I would do that. It, it's pretty sick. and It's all over the place, Peter. It's sad.
1: Sad. Yeah, I completely agree. So um, uh, Texas, uh, in the in the last sets of g- general elections, you know, all the urban areas, Dallas-Fort Worth included, you know, they vote blue. And it's only the less urban areas, and this is true across the, in generally across the whole country, it's only the less urban areas that vote red.
0: Yeah, I, and the yeah. problem with blue today, and, and to be clear with listeners, we're not, let, let me just share with you, the problem with the blue that we're talking about it's not the blue. It's the dark blue and the dark blue. Yeah, it's not the blue. We're good with the blue. The JFK Democrats, we love those people. They're cool, man. Independence, moderates, left of center. That's America. I'm all I'm cool with those people. OK, it's the dark blue. The dark blue is leftism. It's progressivism. It's Marxism. It's communism. That's what we're tra- It's all right there, people. And that's what that is. And they hijacked the party. It's a perfect example of what's taking place. So that's the dark blue that is running America's cities. Uh, Peter, I'm telling you right now, that's the problem we're having in this country. I've studied this for years, know this from the back of my hand, and it's sick what's happening. We're losing our country. And a lot of it's this conversation we're having right now, these cities. It's, it makes me sick, ill. And I hate to see it because I love I love our American cities, but I wouldn't live in any of them now.
1: Well, here's the significance of this. Remember, in each state, the real independent long arm of the law is the attorney general. It really is. I mean, it the attorney general has independence from the House and the Senate and the governor and, you, you know, really can launch independent investigations of really big things mm-hmm. and when an attorney general effectively gets neutralized over a weekend right over a weekend over you know wow. 20 articles of which uh, there's virtually nothing there outside of a settlement that he paid and something that's eight years old. Wow! I mean, eight years old. You know, that, that's long past uh, the last several elections. People have made the decision at well, the ballot box, right?
0: I need to send him this interview after we're done here. This conversation we're having on the show and get him on the get him on Viewpoint or something. Man, he's going to be pleased to know that uh, somebody's telling the truth out there, Peter. You know, he's going to be like, wow. I mean, but yeah, he's been hoodwinked here, obviously here. Well, can we change it up a little bit? I want to talk to you about this AI, if you're good with that, okay? Uh, This Neuralink here. You know, have you ever seen a time in life where the conversation has changed so dramatically? You're seeing more uh, concerns, alarming messages, disclaimers from very influential people about the danger and the concern of AI and everything that propagates around AI, what it could do to humanity. Are you seeing those as well?
1: I am AI, we mean artificial intelligence. (laughs) And um, people would say, well, what's that? (laughs) Well, in a sense, artificial intelligence is uh, as simple as talking into your iPhone and asking Siri for something, right? So uh, Siri, who won the World Series back in 1962? And you'll have an answer. Uh, So artificial intelligence has been coming along and has improved over time. I had somebody in this conversation recently said, aha, artificial intelligence is here. Doctors are going to be replaced. And I I chuckled. I said, if I could get an ounce of help on an electronic medical record, if I could get even, even a smidgen of electronic assistance in my practice, I would be thrilled, let alone artificial intelligence replacing me. Give me a break! Yeah. I mean, there, there's been an artificial intelligence in medicine called Watson for the longest time, mm-hmm. and and if you feed in all this information, you just keep feeding a reams of information. Watson can li- give you a list of diagnoses. Yeah. You know, well, that's something a doctor can do in two seconds just by you know looking at a patient. And so, Watson never became of any use because it's it's like a big a giant uh you know information grinding machine and the, the doctor can do this you know readily with the alacrity of you know medical training and years mm-hmm. of experience. But what we're talking about with AI is not in medicine but in other in other Everything, realms. So, Everything. So let me give you an example that I think is really going to be disruptive and I, I predict it's going to happen. I predict that phone conversations by voice will become quickly um, unusable. And untrustworthy. And you already know this. Do you know that about 70% of phone calls, Malcolm, yeah. right now are just robocalls? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? So they're already robocalls. And now yeah. it's been said that if you got a call and you picked it up, it could be from a friend or a person that you'd recognize. Yeah. And the AI, the computer would be talking to you and you couldn't recognize whether it was your friend, your real friend, who's the person, or a impersonating computer.
0: That's exactly and- right. That's exactly right. I, you know, I just talked about this with Dr. Peter Bregan, the the brilliant Dr. Peter Bregan, the the what, the world psychiatrist, you know, right? And uh just had a conversation with him on this I'll tell you about Peter in a moment here. But uh this is amazing. It's it's voice you can like if it, like for instance, you could even have the AI do the the AI could show up here as me do the show with you and you would think it's me how freaky is that
1: yeah or even worse it could be something like this um let's say uh you and i are in this friendly relationship and then i say something like to you uh you know malcolm this is off the record but uh didn't a police officer come to your house last night or or didn't you and a friend uh, do this uh business dealing and, and you know, you could think you're engaged in a private conversation with a friend, right. but in fact, it could be an FBI officer, an IRS agent, or somebody who's posing as another person through AI. It, it's going to lead to all kinds of new investigative techniques.
0: All kinds. Of, here's why this is happening, by the way. In the last six months, uh, there have been some uh, surprising. Uh, It surprised the hell out of them, actually, and very unnerving leaps in the performance of these uh, algorithms, specifically AI algorithms, have done a massive leap forward. And it's become, it it surprised them. And that's why we're seeing, you know, I I didn't expect to see this at this point where everybody was so alarmed. And now you're seeing the big cats come out and they're putting a lot of disclaimers out there now uh, to be concerned Um, There's an interesting article, uh, Peter, in Wired, always has some pretty good stuff. Uh, Runaway runaway AI is an extinction risk, experts warn. Listen to this uh, dire uh, announcement here. A new statement from industry leaders cautions that artificial intelligence poses a threat to humanity on par with a nuclear war or a pandemic. And that is, and then this uh, organization, Center for AI Safety, it's a non for profit, if you will, they come out and they say mitigating the risk of extinction from AI should be a global priority alongside other societal scale risks, such as pandemics and nuclear war. That's how much they're saying this is a concern. Can you believe that?
1: I mean, maybe they're bringing this down to this idea of not knowing through computers, phones, uh, anything other than a face-to-face interaction, not knowing if it's real or not. And not knowing if it's real or actually what could be constructed may be so... Such a jump forward, you know. T.S. Kuhn, 1968, wrote uh, "The Structure of Scientific Revolutions," which is a kind of a standard textbook in, in philosophy courses. And basically, what it says is technology inches along, inches along, then suddenly there's a big leap. Mm-hmm. And it, and T.S. Kuhn is one who coined the phrase "paradigm shift," yeah. and that's what a paradigm is—a sudden leap yeah. in technology. So
0: you think we're there now? Are we there now? We could be.
1: I mean, I have to see something more convincing than Siri. I just finished a day in the office. I still don't have AI that can properly pick up my thoughts or pick up my voice and put things together. I don't have anything that suggests or provides me any help. I mean, it's going to have to really uh advance Uh, i've just heard a couple vignettes of certainly the voice mimicking is well listen
0: i try here to pick up your thoughts and help you out i mean come on you gotta give me some credit
1: (laughs) (laughs) no but what i'm saying is that um i think we're going to have to see something uh more convincing um you know for instance let me give you another ai example you know we were told a few years ago that we were going to have uh, driverless cars all over them oh yeah i remember that all yeah. Over. oh yeah it's going to be just going to be around the corner around yeah. the corner you know the other day i um had a, a patient of mine and i always ask people okay. what do they do he goes oh i'm involved in uh ai and uh and, and big trucks big uh, uh you know big semis i go you're kidding me i go do they drive themselves hmm. he goes well, well, goes, yeah, they can drive themselves. And I said, well, well, tell me about this. And what I learned is he says there's about 200 of them in the United States hmm. and they really can't drive themselves. Someone's got to sit there next to it. And They're still kind of testing them and they've been testing them for years yeah. and it's still not really ready for prime time. Uh, what about these drones? We were told that drones oh, were delivering yeah. pizzas yeah. to us. Well, they're and,
0: using them in war. I mean, they're used, they're being used readily throughout the Middle East. They're being used in the Russia Ukraine war. They've been used all around the world for uh, bad things. Uh, yeah,
1: so I think I think that you know that I asked somebody that the other day. I said, "Yeah, we ever have ever have a manned military aircraft ever again? Should we ever risk a human well, life?" That's a good question. If we can. Take these things off and fly them around. Well, now you bring up a good
0: point, and let me share with you something, Peter. Because um, one of the things I talk about Bregen with is China. Now, China is more advanced in this area. Do you know that they're far, yeah. they're pretty advanced, yeah. yeah. And they're, they're there's talk that they're kill, they're creating a, a um, army of killer robots and other things. Uh, uh, you know, obviously, they steal the world's technology and then ramp it up uh, for evil. But this is what. Communists do. It's it's an evil, uh, evil uh, platform. Clearly, let me let me share with you, and I want you to know as well as listeners right now that uh, there's a. If you want to know more about this topic, there's this is a really juicy topic, and I, you and I going to do some more stuff on this. I think ahead has. Oh, I know it is because this just topic isn't going away. This is this is the new world here. Is what we're talking about. Um, there's an interesting article, um, op-ed on America Out Loud. Now, I'm going to give you two of them right now, and I, I want um, Dr. McCullough here hear this as well. But you can find them on the left sidebar on um, Talk Radio Talk is where we put the things we're talking about on Talk Radio on the sidebar there. This one's from Dr. Peter Bregan, and it's brilliant. It's titled, FDA Approves Physical Control of the Mind by Musk's Neuralink. Neuralink, okay? And, and let me read you uh, uh, just a clip of uh, a few sentences, just a couple sentences quick on that. Uh, it's um, he, his problem that Bregan pulls out. He says that Musk's main focus is not on curing disease, but on controlling human conduct. That's Bregan's concern. He says, uh, Peter, listen to this. It is telling and threatening that Musk's initial list of potential Neuralink. Uses does not include the treatment of any real physical diseases, such as Parkinson, the abnormal movements of tardive uh, di, di, dikensia uh, yeah, caused just, by yeah, yeah. psychiatric drugs or essential tremors. Uh, the human conditions mentioned as targets of Neuralink have no known physical basis. Obesity, autism, depression, schizophrenia uh, are not brain diseases. And so B- Bregan is very critical of this. Uh, no, one of the people we know that knows the brain better than anybody, Peter, as you know. And uh, he's very, very critical about it. As well as Dr. Stephen Latulip is as well. He's got a brilliant op-ed up. These are both must reads. This one is on the left sidebar as well. Talk Radio Talk on Musk Musk's Neuralink is a brainstormer's nightmare. And he says, let's hearken to the ugly truth that medicine has been hijacked. And those who control the supposed science narrative have a serious integrity crisis. Wow. No longer do they aim for the good of mankind. Money is their new god. That's a lower G, by the way. Power is their driving force. Death and destruction are their games. So, of course, they'll expose their real agenda. Uh, (laughs) So we must look for it. They'll never expose it, he says. All right. So what do you think of that? Their dire warnings about this, even this Neuralink. What do you think about it?
1: Well, I read the um, Bregan piece. He also sent a, a, a really good kind of, if you're on his email list, and I always encourage our listeners to subscribe to some of these really, you know, scholarly works. And Bregan is the best of the best. Um, you know, what he's pointing out is we use deep brain stimulation in medicine right now. I just had a patient in my office have a deep brain stimulator implanted for parkinson's and boy what a what an improvement i mean it was stunning she could barely walk her hands were so tremulous she couldn't even use them And she just walked in glided in it was like night and day um i have another patient who's got a stimulator in because of uh, intractable headaches and so the technology exists right now uh, what Musk is uh, proposing with this neural link is different. And what Bregan correctly points out is the neural link, it has, um, you know, it, it involves a craniotomy, it involves electrodes being placed.
0: They put the, uh, the electrodes in your brain.
1: Right, electrodes in your brain. And it's now it's more of a diffuse um, a, electrode that would go in um, over the cerebral cortex and then move down to... Uh, essentially, some type of pulse generator uh, by the mastoid d- down below the uh, ear. But what Musk is really proposing, as Bregan points out, is not curing uh, these motor diseases—Parkinson's, tardive dyskinesia—you know yeah. these horrible uh, conditions. He's talking about actually changing human thought That's and right. trying to—you know—the diseases that he mentions are are impulse types of diseases like obesity. As an example,
0: they're trying to control people, he's saying,
1: well, it, it could lead to that. And one would be concerned that, you know, right now, deep brain stimulation is a well, very rarely applied Therapy. I mean, there are well, very few people walking around with brain stimulators, but if they were, if it was more widely applied, well, one could be concerned. Obviously, any one of these devices now, if the, if the software or the system got hijacked, you know.
0: Well, look at what Latulip Le- says. He says the ugly truth, and you would agree with this statement. I know you would. The ugly truth is that medicine has been hijacked, and those who control the supposed science narrative have a serious integrity crisis. You 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 agree with that statement?
1: Well, we have people who, in a sense, are becoming, I think, very eerily interested in human medicine, Mm -hmm. who are not doctors. Uh, You know, Elon Musk and Bill Gates and uh, Ted And he's
0: involved in it, too, and Jeff Bezos is involved in it. And Jeff
1: Bezos and Klaus Schwab and Ival Harari. None of these people have medical degrees. No, no. Malcolm, you know, these types of people, as successful and wealthy as they they have, they don't have the wealth, of education and That's knowledge right. from the time I finished high school to the time I was fully baked in my training, Malcolm, it was 17 years.
0: Oh yeah. No, yeah. You, you
1: know, yeah. so these, yeah. these people yeah. are, are no. intellectual in the medicine space. They're intellectual yeah. children. Thank you for that. Doctors.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I, what came to my mind is Satan doesn't have a degree either in this stuff, uh, but he certainly gets, okay. well, yeah, he certainly gets away with it. But you know, you, you mentioned 17 years and thank you for saying that, you know, I always applaud that, and I always marvel at your. And I say this, but listeners know what I'm talking about. But you, you always are amazing. You're brilliant, and this is why it happens. You come out with things out of thin air sometimes. And what? Well, how do you? How does? How does somebody do that? Well, you do that with 17 years of commitment, man. I mean, you do that with I mean, a that serious training. <laughs> I know, and I know. then you
1: add on all the clinical experience, all the scholars. Yeah, that's why you are who you are, man. All I the mean. additional research. And what I'm saying is, these people got to where they were. I mean, <clears throat> Musk got to where he was because. Yeah. He put his mind to an innovative automobile the tesla that's he, right
0: that's right he, he is on the mind. edge he is on the edge
1: yeah he put his mind uh, to space yeah. travel and
0: oh well, he's, he's amazing he's doing amazing stuff you know yeah. right yeah.
1: but this idea that um that these people you know get too close to a field that really should have its independence its objectivity yeah. Yeah. should have its uh, altruistic yeah. Um, beneficence, all these characteristics of medicine, uh, th- th- these are quickly being eroded. And boy, did we yeah. see it with the the uh, messenger RNA. Well, that's exactly what
0: Bregan yeah. says. That's exactly what he says. Listen, we got to take a pause in just a moment here. But I, I got to tell you right now, you're gonna you're gonna love this, Peter. You you wanna I know you'll want to hear it as well. I did the most fascinating interview with Dr. Peter Bregan. You know, I just love that guy. Love that man. And uh, did a full hour with him, him and I. This is the first interview uh, with him being back now. You, you're going to appreciate this, Peter. It's the first interview. He's just suffered a pretty severe bout of COVID pneumonia back the last couple of months. That was pretty hard hitting, and his they were concerned,
1: were they not, Peter? Right? They were. They were definitely concerned. You were involved in that as well, helping him and, and others. Yeah, were. well, I wasn't as worried as others. I mean, I yeah you know he was when, pretty
0: sick though he's pretty sick. But
1: we get early treatment
0: yeah we, but he's 87 years old brother i still wasn't worried well but, you know what i'm glad you weren't ready you know he tells listeners on the show i did with him and he, he he i forget he's 87 i'm always thinking he's you know like a young snapping 84 85 peter you know i forget he's 87 since you know i met him when he was that age and i'm thinking 87 are you sure yeah <laughs>
1: he's like
0: 87 he's got to be the youngest you think of 87 our president's what 80 you think of 87 he's like the new 87 going on 55 maybe 45 i don't know he's as brilliant as he is today as he ever was and he's so sharp and witty and such a privilege to work with i have to tell you so i did a full hour with him that show is on the voice of a nation and it's uh, listen. You're gonna love this title, Peter. You're gonna love it. Will Musk's Neuralink also be safe and effective? Right. Yeah. That's the title, uh, yeah. right? There's the question, right? Is that it?
1: And you know, I'm looking at a tweet from Elon Musk from <laughs> uh, February 1st, of 2021. He says Neuralink working super hard to ensure implant safety. and is in close communication with the FDA, if things go well. Well, who trusts the FDA anymore? I mean, come on. This is 2021. We might be able to do initial human trials later this year. I got to tell you what, this is not exactly moving at rocket speed here. You know, that was... hard to
0: say though we're making those kind of leaps i don't really know and it's hard to say we're waking up one day and i'm expecting to see an army of robots outside of my window coming down the boulevard i'm a little i don't know man i don't know i'm just saying i have no idea what's going on with this ai stuff but it's a little freaky and the fact that it's happened in our lifetime, like everything else has happened in our lifetime, I and mean, well, why should I be surprised, right? I don't really know. Anyways, well, we did, well.
1: You know, I think, I just let me just say one last thing. I think when we get our first uh, kind of AI phone call, now uh, that we did um, get a little taste of this uh, in the last few years. I think parents listening to this need to be aware of it. The AI has advanced enough, and the by the way, the kids are on the internet enough Mm-hmm. Where each person has established their own profile, meaning that it is possible through public use to know what someone looks like and what they sound like. And it's it, parents have already gotten calls that sound like their children, mm-hmm. and their children say that they've been kidnapped. and it goes down. Yes, the yes, of yes, Distortion. Yes. Yep. and their child could be sitting right next to them for
0: it. yeah i've seen it yeah i've seen it yeah. yeah it's been happening you're exactly right there's been several documented cases of that and again that's the problem that breg and i talk about on the show is that it can be used for evil that's where the good and evil fight come in there are a lot of bad players uh in the world sadly um they use i, the, I
1: predict the, it'll be used for evil long before it ever gets to something used for good because oh, the, the evil is just too quick
0: I guess yes. I don't know and
1: so we remember one of the first uses of video yeah. on the internet Malcolm was yeah. pornography
0: oh yeah I'm pornography sure
1: Pornography long before it
0: was maybe for- I don't know it's always evil though it's obviously- all right
1: education
0: yeah we're gonna all uh, right we're gonna go to pause here but that that show now with Bregan it was such an enjoyment to have him on the full hour. Make sure you listen to that, Peter. I know you will. Uh, will Musk's Neuralink be safe? Also, be safe and effective. Brink, uh, is at his best. He's at his best in this hour, and we had a great time. And anyways, is it will be on pod? If you're when you're listening to this on talk radio on Wednesday, it'll be on podcasts, uh within a day or so. You'll see it on the front page of America Out Loud. Be sure to listen. Uh, but um, as you're listening to this on talk radio, would have just played yesterday. Uh, so, but give it another day or so; it'll be on talk radio. But anyways, listen to the program; you're going to love it. And I'm excited to get him back. I said, you almost said, well, it's like getting on the horse and you know riding the horse again, man. And uh, he was such a privilege to um, to, to play with. We're going to get him on regularly on Voice of a Nation. And by the way, friends, last point, and we'll go right to pause here. Uh, The voice of a nation is back from a hiatus. We went on hiatus the end of November to launch all this new stuff and all the new programs. And uh, I've been busier than, than, as I always say, than a one-armed paper hanger. But here I am. And we relaunched it back. But we're in the eight o'clock spot now. We're in Tucker Carlson's spot, and that's intentional. And it's called Malcolm at Eight. Malcolm at Eight. And still the voice of a nation, but we rebranded a little bit to say, okay, hey, you can always catch it at 8 o'clock. The encore is at 8 in the morning if you miss us, but 8 p.m. Eastern time. I hope you'll tune in Monday through Friday. We're going to grow this thing like a rocket ship. got a whole team of expert writers and uh, content providers and amazing people that are part of the journey here. So the executive producer and the whole bit here. So join us there and listen to Bregan's show, Will Musa's Neuralink also be safe and effective? Going to the right now. We'll join you just on the other side of America Out Loud Pulse. Listen to Malcolm, the voice of a nation on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing. Leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. We join you back here, friends, on America Out Loud Pulse. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, along with Dr. Peter McCullough. And again, the McCullough Report, uh, Saturday and Sunday. It is must-listen to talk radio at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday and Sunday. I'll tell you, I love the weekends. Uh, we have great, great vibe, just great programming, and we just we get a lot of groupies. You know, they turn the radio on on Saturday, and they listen. I don't know if they do anything else, but they're listening to America Out Loud talk radio for the whole weekend, I got to tell you, man. And the program is uh, just tremendous, just tremendous stuff. And uh, But Dr. McCullough is, um, does the most marvelous job with the McCullough Report uh, at 2 p.m. Saturday and Sunday.
1: On the network. Malcolm, do I have a treat this weekend? Boy, I've been waiting for this interview for the longest time. Dr. Robert Clancy from Sydney, Australia, Mm -hmm. uh, somebody who I visited over when I was there. I went to his uh, apartment there over there. He lives in a very nice apartment in Sydney. And we do the entire show on the nasopharyngeal microbiome. Oh, I've seen that. All the organisms that live in the nose and the mouth and the lymphoid. That
0: should be interesting after the summit we did, no?
1: Yeah, and swallowing all of this and how the intestines communicate with the lungs. My mind was blown. This guy was phenomenal. Anybody who has an ounce of interest in this whole field of infections and common colds and pneumonias and and things that happen gotta tune in he's he's you know he's in his 80s but he is as intellectually uh, curious as you know as a young man in his 20s and 30s and just a wonderful well
0: congratulations on that interview i'll be anxious to hear it um that uh, i've gotten a a, a lot of phenomenal response on Nathan Jones and, uh, and also uh, uh, Dan from um, Kofix there and Dan Nichols and uh, both of them were uh, tremendous on the two hour summit. We did, we did a Bonanza that day. You and I recorded three hours back to back. You know, when you were done with that, I know you don't normally drink, but I, I know when you got done with that program, you probably had a glass of bourbon, didn't you?
1: I I think I may have had an <laughs> alcohol free beer. Um,
0: (laughs) not a Bud Light now not a Bud Light right
1: yeah but no it was so good and you know I think you did such a great job at bringing some of the industry experts there and I want to make a point Malcolm is that you know there's a big anti-pharma sentiment in the United States and I want to temper that a little bit by making the point that you know these people who work for these companies who innovate and develop new products they have a lot of expertise within the company. That's how they develop the products. That's how they write the patents. And I think the right way to do it is do it in a forum where there's no conflict of interest. You know, There is no quid pro quo. Um, they simply are sharing information about what they know about the science in this field. And that's the right way to do it. You did a great job. The Nasal Hygiene Summit uh, should always refer back to it because you get people on from the companies who have a great base of knowledge.
0: Yeah, they do indeed. Yeah. And those shows, friends, the full two hours is on the left sidebar on the front page of com. You'll see COVID resources there. Under the COVID resources, also the McCullough protocol is there. That amazing, um, uh, um, um, show uh and uh post that peter did uh where dr mccullough did on his countertop which will be historical we're going to put that in a museum someday i'm telling you and uh, <laughs> the, the dilute on iodine on, on his kitchen um uh uh c- counter there you know what i mean yeah right and uh you you took the photographs that time and that's all under COVID resources and the pulse summit is right there that was a great day to do all of that with you and you 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 know what i was it's like it was a marathon of radio but you were so gun ho out of over it uh, i remember that day and you were like oh, let's do it man you want you want you see yeah let's do the third hour i'm good man you impressed me i have to tell you you impressed me man as busy as you are i said yeah let's do it man let's do it okay all right i was the one that was dragging <laughs> that day but you were you were pretty incredible let's take a few questions from uh from listeners this is q a Q&A 70. 70 here, we are still marching forward, friends, and uh a Q&A 70 with Dr. Peter McCullough. So, okay, and this might be, I don't know what you'll say to this, but this might be an interesting point. To, we didn't get a chance to talk about anything, but let me see what you say here. This is from Tam, Tam. Hi, Dr. McCullough. Uh, everyone is busy these days and I am, oh, a practicing PA. Okay, I didn't really see that here. So what supplements should I take every day? Uh, And what should I take if I don't feel well or exposed to sick people? I've already gone organic and avoided toxins in daily life. Thank you for all that you folks do there. That's a beautiful message from Tim. But so I didn't realize she was a practicing P. I didn't guess I didn't read that fully. But uh, so you see what she's saying, what she should take every day. And should I take so I don't feel um, what should I take if I don't feel well or exposed or just on a regular basis? What do you say?
1: I'd say every day, the um, healthy cell immune super boost. I I really do think that that really hits the spot. I had a patient today give me the same vignette. She was doing great on it. Soon as she stopped, you know, that was the little weakness in the immune system. And then she got sick right back up on immune super boost. So I would say immune super boost every day. Uh, When someone's getting sick, I have no problem going twice a day on various supplements, but in the setting of acute sickness, let's say a viral illness, I like zinc, 50 milligrams, vitamin D temporarily at 20,000 units a day, vitamin C, 3,000 milligrams, uh, even up to every four hours, you got to take a lot of vitamin C. And, um, you know, I've recently changed out my polyphenol recommendation from quercetin to a slightly different derivative of the tuber. Uh, turmeric. And that is curcumin. Curcumin.
0: Yes. And so
1: curcumin, recent studies, Malcolm, really are impressive. Curcumin, 500 milligrams twice a day. I think that's a good boost when someone's sick and then get on the nasal and oral hygiene as we talked about in the summit. All right.
0: All right. Yeah. yeah no, that's it. Uh, both Clear, X-L-E-A-R, uh, and cofix RX are tremendous products. Um, and uh, clear, you can get in the stores and what have you. There, you can see it in the drugstore, the grocery store, what have you in your area, I'm certain. And Cofix, you can get in the stores as well or online as well. You get a discount with Cofix using out loud code. All of these things, including the healthy cell. Uh, which is tremendous product. It's the micro gel technology as uh, Dr. Peter McCullough always um, uh, talks about that in a very fascinating way because it's revolutionary. It takes it from the pill form into a microgel, which so you get maximum absorption into your body is the secret to the whole deal friends. It's a trademark sort of thing. And so they have the um, immune super boost. They have focus and recall for brain power. God knows we all need some of that, And REM sleep for sleeping at night. And there's a whole host of other products coming. We got some new things we're going to be launching with them as well very soon. So all that's available. You just go to AmericaOutlaw.shop. There's the one address I'm going to give you in the future. That's all you need. It's all you need. America, and you'll see. There's also the wellness company up there. They have the Spike uh, Support, Spike Protein, Spike Support, is what is to fight that Spike Protein business. And this is with the uh, the natokinase in there and you get 25% off, but all of those uh, wonderful products. These are amazing companies, by the way, these are curated sponsors. These are people we want to be, uh, working with. And that's why we got them in there. And we don't just put just anybody in there. That's a fact. And so, but the, the, uh, I can't suggest enough the spike support for the spike protein bill of vaccine injury, long COVID, any of the stuff that's transpired. The natal kinase has been pretty good, Peter, right? It's been good.
1: Natto has been the single greatest advance we've had in the long COVID um, era of time now, Malcolm. Post vaccine, um, post you know COVID nineteen spike protein in the body. Multiple studies showing uh, natto kinase the only substance that dissolves it. More and more anecdotes coming in. I can't make any therapeutic claims right now because the large randomized trials are not in, but we're. Now, combining an etokinase curcumin, of which there is a randomized trial now in patients vaccinated post-COVID, that's positive. And, uh, you know, it's so interesting, Malcolm, that this man-made virus and the man-made genetic vaccines <laughs> the therapeutic responses actually are natural substances they're substances derived from nature so it's it's nature trying to repair like the damage that. that mankind has done
0: i like that a lot and I, i've got to, i've got to tell people looking for healing radio dr henry ely dr brian Artis, and a whole bunch of others are on that show 11 uh, let yeah 11 a.m eastern time on the network you've seen that right you've seen the show
1: on i've seen it i've certainly listened to it and okay. of course okay. Hen- henry you know uh, i'm more straight up science henry needs to he gets into the oh, into yeah. the grooving mental healing part of yep. it as well yep. you know kind of mind body and soul but yep. that is part of it and that's what the naturopathic doctors bring to the table
0: it is i love the i love the the naturopathic doctors they're they're tremendous and uh uh, we, we're invested heavily into it. We got it all over the network. And uh, so we're serious about it. We're very serious about it. Jackie says, my question, uh, concern, is if it, the mRNA and our vaccines end up in our food supply, is there a possibility the dosages, the dosages may be harmful? As you know, medicine, medications, including vaccines, are dose-specific. If manufacturers or distributors do not tell us, we would not know how much of these ingredients are in each food beverage item we ingest. Uh, and this, she goes on with the various examples, uh, but she's talking about the mRNA here. Am I understanding the vaccine and mRNA food implications correctly? What am I misunderstanding? Am I off base? Let's see. So she's saying she's asking uh, if uh, the mRNA you know vaccines end up in our food supply. Is there a possibility the dosages could be harmful? You said that
1: we don't have any messenger RNA in the food supply now. Self replicating RNA. Um, uh, coding for, um, you know, viruses as a vaccine are in the um, pork supply right now. But we think with the curing and cooking process that's denatured, um, there was a big uh, push in the beef area to make sure there's some labeling. Uh, There won't be anything mandatorily labeled. But I think a lot of the farmers that don't use the genetic products uh, in the beef, they're going to come forward and do this as a marketing edge. And I can't blame them. Uh, for doing this. So I think you you will see some labeling saying, you know, no genetic modification. People are more worried about plants and and other uh, things that are more uh, heavily consumed, may not be labeled so well. So far, um, no uh, USDA or FDA approved vaccines through the food supply. But I think it's possible that with some frequently consumed food, if it was laced with messenger RNA, one could get enough ingestion that it would do something. And so the concern is right now is to get ahead of this with, um, you know, the proper pushback to make sure that all these go through all the regulatory channels, and they get labeled. So you and I as consumers can make our choice. That's what people really want to do. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. This one's from Joni, uh, my daughter 50 years old took all of the vaccines. Wow. Most recently, she had a, a, a barrage of medical problems. Go figure! So, wow, she has never had the following diagnosis until recently. She's been diagnosed with Hashimoto disease. Uh, she's got lupus. Uh, Doctors puzzled because they don't. Uh, she does not have the symptoms that identify with it normally. Uh, but um, they gave her hydroxychloroquine as a trial. Wow! And much to my dismay, she suddenly had an enormous uh, peritoid tumor. She had tumor as well that the doctor will biopsy uh, next week and surgery to remove thereafter. I've been reading a lot about people being diagnosed with lupus and uh, various known symptoms recently. Dr. McCullough, I'd appreciate your opinion as to what you believe is happening to my daughter. I respect your opinion immensely. (laughs) What do you say to Johnny? I'm
1: concerned this is related to the vaccines. We know that there are uh, ANA positive, antinuclear antibody positive syndromes that can uh, evolve after the vaccines, meaning the vaccines trigger autoimmunity. Hashimoto's thyroiditis is an autoimmune problem. And uh, like the doctors treating this patient, I also empirically use hydroxychloroquine. And I've talked to other doctors about it. So when we see ANA positivity, we do uh, treat it. We use hydroxy for COVID anyway. So it's not uh, necessarily a reach to do that but the point is the vaccines have installed the genetic code the body is seeing these abnormal proteins and then attacking its own cells if the owns the, the 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 cells that are being attacked if they don't collapse and kind of auto digest themselves a process called autophagy if autophagy fails mm-hmm. and then exposes, some of the normal human nuclear antigens back to the immune system, we get actually an ANA positive autoimmune syndrome. Indeed, that appears to be what she has. And and the telltale sign here is that she doesn't have the other features of lupus. Right. like hair falling out, pericardial right. effusions, right. Um, joint aches. What
0: well, uh, a spike support natokinase kinase help somebody else, or is that a stretch?
1: Yes, because we believe the spike protein is part of the pathogenesis of g- generating autoimmunity. So in in the case I had in my office, I used hydroxychloroquine. I used, because it was inflammation, I used colchicine, which we always use in, in COVID and also natokinase kinase spike support from the wellness company.
0: All right, all right, friends, there you go. Uh, I'm to get one more in here from Tina. Thank you for telling the truth. Well, that's all we do here, Tina, but thank you. Uh, in staying strong for medical freedom. My friend's 20-year-old daughter just developed heart problems for the first time in March. She got the vax for college. Oh, boy. I'm not sure exactly what the name of her heart condition diagnosis, but it wasn't beating correctly. Well, that's good enough for us here. They repaired a portion of her heart and now needs a pacemaker. Now put in a couple of weeks. My friend asked if it could be from the VAX, and Doctors told her, no, no, it's a birth defect. Huh. Uh, my friend got mad at me when I told her about the Pfizer reports that I helped read. And uh, I suspect it's the vax. It seems like doctors can tell my friend anything to not make it from the vax, not make it the vax, you know. Are doctors lying to cover up heart damage by vax because they are afraid of getting medical licenses revoked? What do you think?
1: They could be um, either willfully blind to vaccine problems, or potentially, you know, concealing their thoughts regarding etiology. But this one sounds like a congenital heart defect, and I wouldn't necessarily jump to the conclusion that's the vaccine. But it's, it's always a thought. Any new heart condition occurs after the vaccine that the vaccine could have played a role, or or at least made a congenital- A syndrome, bad situation worse, right? Or, or just make it more apparent, right? So someone yeah. can have a congenital problem and it's not been brought to clinical attention and then some type of symptoms with the vaccines bring it to attention.
0: Thank you for that. Thank you. That's Think about what just happened, friends. Now, Dr. McCullough, that was the last word right there. He just listened to that question carefully and came back with an answer you were not expecting. Right? I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I mean, really, though, think about it. Think about the answer he just gave. It wasn't just trying to, you know, assault the vaccine sort of thing. No, he'd listened to what the question was and could be a whole lot more. Very, very good. Excellent. Friends, that's a wrap here on the uh, Q&A number 70. Uh, and uh, stay close by. Lots happening here on the network. It's a privilege to have you here always. Thank you for joining us on America Out Loud Pulse. Always a beat ahead.